I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hey y'all, welcome back to a Monday, July 17th, 2023 edition here on the Chase Most Podcast. Preds Power Hour here on a Monday. Uh, a little bit of a different schedule over the weekend, but Preds Power Hour pop it up here for your Monday morning edition here on the Chase Thomas Podcast with on the four checks Brian Baston and Renegades of Puck Jeff Middleton. Yeah, we talk to all things National Predators as we do every week on this very show. Talk about the best signings uh, of the offseason for the Preds, why it was Glass and Carrier's extension or uh, bringing in Ryan O'Reilly. Uh, not signing Evan Rodriguez, Matt Duchesne's release being some of the worst, um, not taking Oliver Moore, um, something that was under the radar, potentially losing Carl Taylor sooner rather than later, so the uh, Milwaukee Admirals needing a new head coach potentially sooner rather than later, where Andrew Burnett will, fi- will uh, fare as head coach, um, filling out the rest of the staff, and then some of our favorite moves around the league. So, a lot of fun here, Preds Power, on a Monday. think you guys will like it, and all of that, coming up next. Hey, y'all, don't forget, if you are a longtime subscriber of this very show, and you love the Chase Thomas Podcast, and you haven't already done so, and you're looking for a way to support the Chase Thomas Podcast, here's the easiest way. Go to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or however you are listening, hit that pause button right now, and leave this show a five-star rating, and write a review. Tell other people why you like the show. Tell a friend, family member, coworker about the show and why you think they will like it too. You can also email us if you want to get in touch with the show, be a part of the show at chasethomaspodcast at gmail.com. You can also tweet at us at podchasethomas on threads at the same account. Um, you can also uh, check us out on YouTube. Full episodes, shorts, clips, all that good stuff on the YouTube page, youtube.com slash chasethomas thomas podcast so check us out there um as well and then of course visit the new website it's up and running it's great it's awesome check it out chase today all right 
Uncle Darren. Let's go. Chase Thomas podcast. The Chase Thomas podcast. <laughs> um, my nephew needs me to record. See, I hate. I already hate it. I hate it. All right, hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Chase Thomas Podcast, where I'm still the aforementioned Chase Thomas, coming to you live from Knoxville, Tennessee, Everything School HQ. Over there, Nashville, Tennessee, on the four checks, Brian Baston. Brian, good morning. How are you? I'm doing good, even though I'm in Nashville, uh, home of a SEC school that is not the two-year two uh, in a row all-sport SEC champions, mm-hmm. but I am appreciating the uh, plenty of Tennessee volunteer content that's on ESPN right now. Um, yeah. Don't no, nobody talk to me at about between about ten thirty and eleven thirty p.m. as I will be reliving like the one or maybe the like one of the like, five positive Tennessee football memories I have in my life. So now nobody talk to me as they watch them beat Alabama. But other than that, I mean, I'm doing real good. It's it's quite good. And then I mean the NCAA throwing us a bone this week, and ten, everyone. I mean, this is a very Tennessee is back moment where everyone's just like Tennessee getting away with stuff. Tennessee is getting left off easy. This I'm like, this is great. Like everyone's yeah. mad at Tennessee again. When everyone's mad at Tennessee, that means we matter again. Um, so that's a that's a positive. Also here, Jeff Middleton. Jeff, are you still uh, on vacation or are you back in Nashville? I am back in Nashville. Uh, okay. Let's see. I'm trying to. When did I get back? I got back. Uh, I guess Sunday um, or Saturday. Saturday night. I was gonna say I would um, say Saturday because I remember seeing some of your uh, group te- group chat messages. I think you were back yeah, on Saturday night. <laughs> yeah, Saturday night. Yeah, um, and then yeah, just kind of been relaxing at home, just taking care of my dog this weekend. It's good times. There you go. Uh, what's your dog's name? Uh, well, I have two. Uh, mm-hmm. The one I'm taking care of is a golden retriever. His name is Telly, short for Telecaster. Okay. Uh, my dad, my dad named him. Um, and then my other one uh, is a big big old chocolate lab named murphy okay yeah. i like it tell them i all, love them all very solid here um yeah. speaking of solid the best preds offseason moves which ones of those have been solid and we're gonna talk a lot of evergreen stuff because we're in the the doldrums now of Thank the God. nhl offseason and uh there's not going to be as much popping up here unless teams are just outright cutting folks uh surprisingly um but just not a lot of movement i would anticipate at this point so this is um now a time for reflection because a lot's happened and a lot of movements taking place a lot of coaching changes gm changes all that and more and i wonder um when we do this from a predator's perspective um i want to start here the best preds offseason move thus far when you look at the the full scope of what john hines slash barry trotz has done since the last game of the Predators season this year, Brian, what do you what do you think has been the actual best move that they have made? Um, I'm going to say, like, I'm a big fan of some of the free agent stuff that, that's been done, but I think that not having any issue in getting business done and re-signing both Cody Glass and um, Alex Carrier, two point mm. five million each. Uh, these are guys that I think both had very strong cases to go to arbitration to try and get some more money, um, but they didn't. And, uh, you know, I think Cody Glass has a two year deal. I believe that uh, Carrier's is just a single one year deal and both players will be unrestricted free agents. Or actually, uh, Cody Glass will be uh, uh, arbitration eligible, but Alex Carrier will be an un- uh, unrestricted free agent. And so they 
Predators took care of business. They've almost had a guy go to arbitration, I think almost every year, the past three, four years. Uh, looking back at you know guys like Dante Fabro, Colton Sissons, Rocco Grimaldi. Colton Sisson's still getting one of the, the funniest contracts I've ever seen in the NHL. Um, just that was like eight, eight years for like 2.3 million or something. Just a very weird deal for that kind of for a player, but that's our Colton Sissons. Um, but yeah, I like that a lot. Um, and I, I'm going to say this next part very carefully. Um, I am very glad that Nashville avoided having to deal with a, uh, a player controversy this week. Um, mm. with uh, Alex Galchenyuk. So that's all I'll say about that. Yeah, I mean, even the Matt Duchesne stuff that popped up immediately and all Preds fans jumped on that uh, with a certain quote of, uh, I mean, just uh, that was no ridiculous. love lost there. That was ridiculous. Uh, I, I couldn't stand that. That was so dumb. I was, people Which being was outraged. Yeah, there you go. Okay, clarify. people being People being outraged because Matt Duchesne hasn't been on any good teams that actually contended for a Stanley Cup in the time that he was on that team like the just just the amount of people like I, this i don't want to go down too much of a rabbit hole but like that was the abs sucked when he played there the the sends were bad the the blue jackets made that run to the second round but they weren't going to contend the preds were like most people had a feeling that they weren't going to contend after that dallas series and then they lost. They kept losing, and they lost in the bubble. And if you didn't think by the by that time that there was a problem, then you should have. And then everybody's kind of everybody's freaking out that Matt Duchesne's like, "Yeah, I get a real chance to win here," or whatever he said. Which is, it was actually I think less. It was not as bad as saying I get a real chance to win here. Like you're being outraged for no reason. Like it's just know. so funny because it's a lot of folks online who saw the like oh like they latched on the idea that he was a problem in the locker room and then it was like oh yes. here's this apple like here's this apple i can take yeah. and just be like it's just dangling right here for me let me run with this this is clearly what uh, barry trotz was talking about and it also shows just how much goodwill barry has right out of the gate here in nashville where be, there's going to be a lot of folks that carry the water of the preds of any uh just player departure or anything like that early on in this tenure it's gonna be like well he had to go like clearly there was something else and you see here this is an example this yeah. is why he had to go people are just gonna jump on that and it's like and <laughs> no, like you I said know. jeff it's not like what he said it wasn't bad he was it, do you want players to be honest or do you not like do you want players yeah. to be just like hey man it's just kind of cool to be on a good team for the first time in uh my professional career that can win the cup well, that'll feel nice are you really going to tell me that the Dallas Stars aren't better positioned right now than the Preds were when Matt Duchesne joined? Like, yeah, really? I'll tell you like, right that's... now, it's going to be it's going to be Dallas and Minnesota contending for the West next next season. Ooh, Ooh. spicy predictions. Okay, that's spicy. I like it's it. right. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> I hate it, but it's right. <laughs> well, there you go. No, yeah, um, I, I never understood that. I just Jeff, is it Glass and Carrier for you too? Is the best <laughs> offseason moves? Uh, Preds have made this year uh, or to this point since the season ended or do you have a better one in mind um I mean it's hard not to say that I would say I I would argue that you know Ryan O'Reilly for different reasons is probably mm. the best one like what just from like uh you know you bring back you bring in Ryan O'Reilly because of guys like Cody Glass and so you re-sign hmm. Cody Glass. Like that's kind of, I mean, I think they, they're interconnected in a way. So I don't think, you know, you, you can't have one without the other. But I think I think Ryan O'Reilly is just going to be really important 
in these upcoming years. I don't, again, I'm still not a fan of giving Ryan. I will, I will maintain that I don't like giving Ryan O'Reilly 32 year old Ryan O'Reilly four years, but you know, he's, he plays a different style of game to the point where I'm not like super worried about him deteriorating over the next four years, as much as I would be a guy like Patrick Kane. But Hmm. like, you know, I think, I think he's going to be really important. And I thought his introductory like press conference, some of the quotes that I read there uh, were just great. And then uh, the the video that he did for the Pred social media, that was great. He like, I tweeted, yeah, I, I was like, I tweeted, I was like, this is, this is probably the best, like, like introduction social media post a player has ever done hmm. simply because he's like, it's short. He was like, it was like 11 seconds or something. And he was like, you know, what's up Nashville. Super excited to be part of the team. Let's go kick some ass. And then he just popped his tooth out and then he put it back in seamlessly. It was like, Oh, okay. This is great. Like he's going to be a lot of fun, I think. And he's going to be good, you know, to have in the locker room. Like I think, you know, ignoring the contract, like, in a vacuum, this is it was a is a really good move, uh, and I'm a I'm a fan of it. I like it. Um, biggest head scratching move for you this off season, Brian. Since the season ended, what has been the biggest one you've just thought? I don't. I still just don't understand why the Preds did this. Yeah, I'm trying to think because I'm trying to avoid um, things that we've talked about here on the show. Um, I know if I say a certain defenseman's uh, name, Jeff will get very upset. Uh, but yeah, Luke Shen would be probably one of them. But mm. I'm going to say, actually, you know what? No, I do know what I'm going to say with this one. The biggest head scratcher is that Nashville did not go out and go sign Evan Rodriguez. That's oh, my biggest <laughs> head scratcher right there for the, for the deal he got and the production he provides. So the quest continues. I've got, what, three years now? I've got to wait. But uh, trade season's always around the corner, so you never know. Um, <laughs> why, was, why do you want Evan Rodriguez so much? And why would he have made even more sense this time around? I think that he has a, I mean, he is a, I, I think he's an underrated skater. I think I like, I really like the way that he can maneuver with the puck. Um, I think that he is extremely underrated at creating chances and generating offense. I think that his defense is slightly underrated for what he does. He's a, a younger guy who really didn't get it. He, he's one of those players where you see where they, they had something, but the teams that were, you know, the teams he were on did not have the patience. And every year that he has, you know, since what Pittsburgh, right? He has gotten better. And he's just one of those guys that could have been gotten at a cheap deal. He's just, he's just one of those ones where I kind of started watching stuff on him. And I'm just like, oh, I really like watching this dude play. And part of it's just because it's the brand. But, mm. you know, it's, it's, there's always a guy that's like a free agent. I'd really work myself up into talking myself into it. And then it doesn't happen. Uh, so yeah, either Luke, signing Luke Shen to three years, um, you know, after three years, he'll be 36, which when you're 36, I mean, useless at that point, right? <laughs> I mean, that's, we're inching. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, is yeah you're inching there. I'm, I've been there. So, um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, and yeah. you, you, you look at it. I think the thing that's really funny about that too, is you look at like the defense core right now, as it stands, and you got Roman Yossi and Dante Fabro and Alex Carrier. Cool. And then. Ryan McDonough, Tyson Berry, Luke Shen, and Jeremy Lazan. And you're kind of like, it's Nashville's not quite the defense team right now. And that's okay. Um, it's the old dude you thing. Uh, Dante Fabro is the youngest defenseman right now, currently on the Preds roster at 25. <laughs> um, wow. The f- four players are over the age of 30. Um, so that's, that's fun. 
but yeah, I mean, the Luke Shen one is just weird. Like, it's kind of the same thing with Gustav Nyquist. It's, it's they're not. I don't think that that awful signing's kind of in a vacuum, but the term and the, and the uh, cap hit are kind of you know baffling. But you kind of do what you got to do at this point. Just trying to fill a team, trying mm-hmm. to field something that can play out there. So, yeah, I wonder too. It based on where he ended up in Florida, do you think that was a better schematic uh, group and team to sign up for than the Preds? Or do you think with uh, the new head coach coming in here in Nashville that he actually would have been a better fit here? I think you could probably say that he would have been a better fit at X team rather than Nashville right now with a handful of exceptions, just because Mm. a player like that's young, he's going to go on a cheap deal. And so he's going to be able to be more attractive to teams that are competitive and looking to add that type of depth. So yeah, I don't blame him. I mean, (laughs) I'm kind of surprised some of the guys signed in Nashville, you know, that they did sign just because you know what you're getting into at this point. A Um, winner. Um, Jeff, (laughs) Jeff, who is your biggest head scratching move since the season ended? I mean, Luke Shen, I, I like, I, I, I still don't understand that one. But, um, I mean, I think another one, like, I think another one would be Matt, so buying out Matthew Shane. Like, mm-hmm. I, I, I'm still, you know, I'm not, a, I'm not around in a, you know, a daily kind of way, obviously. But, like, from an outside perspective, paying him as much money as they're going to pay him over the next six years to not play for them when he was perfectly effective in, in his role. Was he an $8 million player? No, he, he was, he was never an $8 million player. He was never going to be an $8 million player. And I think once people accepted that they were able to, they would be able to kind of see that he was actually good for the kind of like, you know, for he was, he was in a, he, he was, in a system that didn't really combine with his abilities. And now that Andrew Burnett is here, I was really looking forward to seeing Matt Duchesne in an Andrew Burnett system. And now mm-hmm. he's just gone and he's playing for $3 million in the same division. So I just, you know, I, I don't get it. I, I, Alex, Alex Daugherty of, of penalty box radio tweets something about, you know, paying for culture. And I think that's kind of a big thing. Like, I don't think you should do that. Um, and Alex, Alex said that too. He was, you know, he wrote it, he tweeted something about it, but, um, yeah, I think like, I really don't think Matt Duchesne was a culture problem. I can see him being like complacent, like just, I'm just like, I'm sure Ryan Johansson was complacent, but like, I, I just one, I'm not buying into him being a culture problem just with Nashville, just in general. But like, I, I don't know. I, I feel like there's, you know, I don't think you should buy out Matthew Shane because he's complacent. I, I just, I, I can't say I agree with that. If Barry Trott is not the GM and it's not a former coach running this front office now and they hire Kyle Dubas and he's not in Pittsburgh and he's the new Nashville GM. Do you think he even entertains the idea of uh, just biting the bullet and buying out Matt Duchesne? at all i think he actually might yeah he probably would i think he would i but i don't like 
It's it. I think this. I guess would he would he execute on it though? I don't know if he would. Like at the heart of it is it 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 was a it was more a business decision more than anything just because the fact that you know yes they're paying for all these years for the buyout but you know like the trade clause no trade clause which to be fair to Barry Trotz those were clauses that were not put into Duchesne's contract by him obviously Mm -hmm. Uh, and it was just a thing like they weren't going to get any anybody to come and um, you know want to trade for him anything like that I, I can understand it but I think it's. It just sucks that it had to get to that, you know. Mm. Um, I will say I do have one other thing. I kind of, I've thought about this one for a while, but another thing is I don't. I'm still quite. I'm not quite sure why Nashville at pick number fifteen didn't run up there and snag Oliver Moore. Yes. Not, yes. Thank you, um, Brian. Thank I you. I. I, <laughs> I, I love I like, Matthew. He was great. I love Wood. Know, did you Did you watch Did you watch him in the prospects game? Uh, yeah, I've gone back and watched a little bit, but I just yeah, I, he was phenomenal. Was he was great. great, and I would love to. I'd love to see him. I would have loved to see him. Now that knowing that he's in Chicago, really, really, the Blackhawks had one of the best first rounds I think I've ever seen a team have. Well, they deserved it. They've earned it, right? Yeah, <laughs> you know that. You know it. Yeah, uh, there's there's no better example of the NHL right there. It felt it felt like it felt like the good old days because I had a. Chicago fan of my mentions a couple days ago, uh, just getting real offended over nothing and not being able to, you know, read words that I was actually saying. So that was fun. Uh, Those are always just, fun. It's one of oh, the best yeah. parts of social media. Mm-hmm. Well, Brian, we do know that that you, you know, you don't you don't support the you don't support a lot of the things that you say you support. <laughs> you're, you're a lying right, journalist Jeff. on Twitter. I am a lying journalist. It's the best. <laughs> this is part um, of capitalism. <laughs> oh man um brian what is yeah. the bet the next big domino to drop for the team this summer what do you think is the next big thing for nashville that they're gonna have to go down and it might not be this summer what do you think is just the next big domino that hits or that that just drops in nashville oh okay i got this one it's going to be figuring out who the next coach of the milwaukee admirals is oh Uh-oh. nothing's changed yet um so that be it carl taylor Mm -hmm. um shout out my friends over at the calder farmstead sarah and sean did a great award show which was really cool if you haven't seen it's on youtube calder farmstead um and the cool thing was they did their awards and had almost everybody who won the awards like come on their show so i had um alex bier boulet came on uh dustin wolf didn't even though askarov was not even nominated for best ahl goaltender which i understand but i did give them crap for it um and carl taylor was there they you know they gave him the best coaching staff and it's you know it's right he did he did hands down i don't think there was any any it wasn't even close that carl taylor and what his staff did this season you know you look at what nashville did and how they kind of almost managed to sneak into the playoffs given their roster turnover but you look at milwaukee where you know that's where nashville was getting all their players from and they are replacing them with you know guys on atos and they still managed to get what they're doing and so I it's I'm surprising that we haven't heard really anything any chatter about um I think there was a I can't remember which team it was I think there was like some rumors very like maybe a month ago that you know Carl Taylor might have been someone's a team talked to but I haven't heard anything so if it's going to be Carl Taylor I think it's in their best interest to figure out how they're going to handle that you know knowing that they've got Brunette in so it's not like Carl Taylor's probably going to have another shot to coach in Nashville for no three years um, but if not, you know, this is the time where you need someone like Carl Taylor at your AHL affiliate. You know, you've got 
Atlanta now for the ECHL, which I don't see a ton of guys being down there. It's not going to matter too much, I think, in the near future. But you need to make sure that your development pipeline is is solid because I think the thing that's plagued Nashville for almost all of their existence is that, you know, especially on the forward side, is like their forward development has been just very weak. Hmm. Um, you know, you get guys like if you go and look at some all the most productive and successful forwards in, in Nashville history, they've all been players that have been acquired via trade. You know, um, you know, Philip Forsberg, all these guys, Ryan Johansson, all of those players, Matt Duchesne, you know, like I think like the best, like the most prolific, like forward that was drafted, you know, I think right now on the team is Colton Sisson. So, hmm. you know, it's 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 going to be very, very important and it's gotten a lot better credit, you know, credit to John Hines. I think the the, the development and in, in for, for forwards since Hines took over took a pretty big leap and I'm not going to attribute that all to what he has done, but I just I think something kind of turned. Um, but it's it's going to be important now because you can't mess around now. There's no taking your time or giving guys extra years to cook. Like this is this is the time where these young guys and their, their development is in Milwaukee is going to matter because they've got a very good organization there. They are a successful franchise. They're a great franchise. They've got great coaches. They just hired a new goaltending coach, which again, Nashville fans will probably pay attention to because this is the guy that's going to be spending all the time with Nashville's goalie of the future. So yeah, what who is behind the bench in Milwaukee is going to be more important to the Nashville Predators organization than most people think. And so figuring out what that's going to look like going forward is probably going to be the biggest thing for them to do this summer. That's interesting. I mean, what are the odds that he joins the staff, the NHL staff? Probably zero. Okay. I wouldn't leave that. I like I'm not leaving that job as a head coach in, in Milwaukee to go be an assistant. He's already been an assistant in the NHL with Dallas. Mm-hmm. I mean, if he's going to be coming to the NHL, it's going to be as as the head coach. I think. Jeff, what about you? What is the next big domino for Nashville that you think drops for them? Um. Well. It's kind of in the same vein a little bit. I was just going to say like filling out the NHL coaching staff. Hmm. I think, mm-hmm. I, th- I mean, there's, I mean, there's some roster things that they have to figure out, you know, is, is Dennis Gurionov going to take over for Phil Tomasino? But, uh, I, <laughs> I, I, let me I tell you, Jeff has been, <laughs> Jeff has been on one this last week and a half or so, and it's been very entertaining to watch. It's been a fun week. It's been a yeah. fun week. I feel bad a little bit. Cause like, I know that I shouldn't really be doing that, but also like, what, I don't know what we're doing here. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think, you know, this, this coaching staff is really important and there's guys that need developing from this coaching staff, like the one that they got in Milwaukee. And so like Brian said, I don't think Carl Taylor is going to come up and be a part of the, I, th- I think it'd be great if he did, but I don't see it happening. Um, but yeah, I think, I think that's the biggest thing. I don't, I mean, I don't know exactly how many spots they have to fill. And I know they kept some coaches around. I know Dan Hine is sticking around uh, for one, but um, yeah, I mean, I think just kind of announcing to the public what the coaching staff is going to look like um, for the next year and the foreseeable future. I like it. Um, Favorite. This is a not Preds question. This is a, just in general. I've got an answer Um, to it. I'm I'm very curious. Same here. You go Favorite first, NHL okay. offseason move thus far, Brian Baston. 
I'm going to let Jeff do this one first. Okay, Jeff, go first. I bet you guys have better Fred than me. signing Denise Gurion. No, it's, it's, uh, uh, I think I think the Brinkett going to the Red Wings. Mm. That would be mine. I think that I think that Stevie Y is really good at his job, and mm. he got Alex to bring it for not much. Yeah. So uh, that would be my answer to that best okay. offseason move. I mean, just for, especially from like a you know a marketing standpoint too. Like Alex to gets a big big name. Like he's a two time forty goal scorer. Played with Patrick Kane. Like this. I mean, people know who he is. He's a, he he's not a superstar, but he can he can put the puck in the back of the net. So the Wings yeah. a playoff team next year or no? Probably not. Okay. I think I think they'll contend for one. I don't know if they'll get in. It's okay. kind of a crapshoot. The Atlantic, the bot, the like the middle of the Atlantic division is kind of a weird one. They have you have Ottawa, Detroit, and Buffalo all fighting for playoff spots. So hmm. I think Buffalo takes another step forward next season. I think they personally. did too. Brian. Uh, I've got two, I think. Okay. Uh, Evan Rodriguez was, to Florida. <laughs> yeah, right. The Brinkett yeah. was is a good answer. I think though, I think for the best like undervalue or like the underrated uh, pickup was uh, Columbus getting Damon Severson mm. um, for not very was well, a third round pick. I, I mean, I know so, they yeah, signed him to it. Right. They signed it him to a six point two. Yeah. yeah, it was like six point two, and I think he got it for full eight years. I think it was a sign and trade, but. He's going to be good for a while, and I think he's going to be an anchor. Will he be good? Will he make a difference and make the Blue Jackets better? Probably not, but you know, not I just, demonstrably. No, nah, good word. Uh, the Thank other you. thing is, um, we had we saw NHL history made yesterday, and I couldn't be happier for a guy who deserve nobody deserves it more than this guy. Um, as uh, Tony D'Angelo became the first player in NHL history <laughs> to get bought out twice <laughs> in his career. <laughs> Which is it's good. I mean, he it's he it's he's you know he's got role models, and much like a guy that he admires a lot, he's gotten uh you know gotten in trouble and kicked out of his job twice, uh, like somebody <laughs> else. So yeah, um yeah, um, I do now. I'm worried that I've said this, and he just cleared waivers this morning, so I am a little bit nervous. But yeah, no, I'm don't not. do it, Barry. What are we there's no way right there's no way their, their defense so. is too full I, I just i just don't you're trying to play him you already have tyson barry there's no reason to go get another more offensively focused defenseman hmm. you have let's see we talked about the seven guys focused anymore no he just sucks he's just <laughs> bad like he's yeah. just a bad hockey player i mean he might be he might be good i'll say this one he might be good if in the, in the in the unique situation that if in early January Nashville has to go play at the Capitals, I think that D'Angelo probably has a lot of experience in Washington <laughs> D.C. in early January, so it would probably be a great a great fit. But other than that, no. Oh my god! Uh, uh, you want to talk about underrated moves? I just thought of this one, but they uh, in in speaking of Damon Severson, I was thinking of uh, the the Devils getting uh, Colin Miller from the stars for like a fifth round pick or something like that. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. Like, like I'm a big fan of that one. I love Colin Miller. I think he's pretty, I think he's good. And I think that the devils, like, I think their defense core could really use him because they're going to have Hughes. They're going to have probably Nemich if I had to guess. Yeah. Um, they're going to have Marino graves is gone. Like there's some big, big, like big, changes happening with that defense core and i've 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 been a fan of colin miller since vegas he's been really good so yeah i think that's a good one a good underrated one there you go um where will andrew burnett rank among all the new 
head coaches uh, in this cycle? Do you think he'll end up being the best hire? Where do you think he'll rank? Well, he'll be better than, let's see here. Gosh, I'm looking at all the new ones. So we're, I guess we're starting with, uh, I guess, I would, I can't, oh gosh. So there's what, there's, there's, I'm going to say he's definitely going to be a better hire than Mike Babcock it, for Columbus for a majority of reasons. Um, yeah. I think that even though he's not going to probably have the same amount of success in his first year or two, I think he's going to prove to be a better coach than the head coach of the New York Rangers, Peter Laviolette. Um, I don't know much about Ryan Huska, so that's I'm going to leave that one to you, Jeff. But I know that he's you. You guys pretty much you would like that. That yeah. I him. mean the the Huska one was weird because like he's. I mean I think he'll I think he'll be a good coach. I don't think there's any. I mean from what I've heard and read about what players think of him, they like him and they like what he, you know, what he can deliver. But a lot of fans were looking forward to Mitch Love being the next head coach. He was, you know, two-time AHL coach of the year. Mm-hmm. You know, he's he's coached that Wranglers team to some pretty good playoff runs. And But I, I he went and joined the Capitals staff under Spencer Carberry. So that's, yeah, that was out of the speaking picture. Speaking of Carberry, that, I would say Brunette yeah. was probably the second best hire of this, yeah. this this go around and it's it's actually funny that you, i brought that we brought that up because uh i'm going to be uh talking with somebody um who has a has a show about calgary i'm talking about where nashville and calgary are in their rebuilding process and i think that's an interesting parallel that yeah. both teams had a you know e- excellent ahl coach that they passed over so that's interesting. it makes my job easier your... when when both when both franchises are literally like this like they're just in the exact same spot I would, no, i'm like going they're... to argue that nashville is in, in a much better position no than i know is. yeah it's just like <laughs> last like last year i mean they were both you know they didn't they weren't great like they just they missed the playoffs like they just they were not they're they're kind of both in that weird land where the, the only difference is nashville committed to something Calgary mm. still has not committed to something. Which uh, is I mean, for me, it feels like Nashville was the car that you've had like since high school. It's been on its last legs from the moment you owned it. And you kept pushing, you kept pushing. You're like, I'm not going to get a new car. This thing still runs. This thing still runs. And eventually you're just driving the highway. You feel it slow down and you just slowly roll to a stop on the side of the interstate. And you're like, oh, damn it. Calgary kind of feels like you went and got something. You got a, a used car, you took it out on the road for a little bit, and then it just burst into flames. I mean, it's just, it's, and that's, oh, that's funny too. It's flames. Uh, um, but it's, it just, it, it was a lot more chaotic and a little more yes. dumpster fiery in my, in my yeah. view. Yeah. So, yeah, I would say, I think in terms of success, they've been kind of the same. Like, other right. than, other than 2017, like Michael Backlund hasn't been out of the like second round in his entire career, and he's played on the flames for 15 years. So, you know, yeah. that's they're they're it they're weirdly kind of even in that way. They just kind of have taken different directions in how they've gone about things and now they're kind of in the same spot, but one's committed to something and the other is kind of still in limbo waiting for guys to commit to the team. They have some young players that are in the pipeline, but they're not fully ready to bring them up. Like Dustin Wolf doesn't have a full spot yet for some reason. I mean, I get he it. Will. He's He's wave well, yeah, but he's waiver exempt next year, and so they're gonna try. I guess they're gonna try and resurrect Dan Vladar or something. But like, you know, I I don't, I'm not fully on board with that. But yeah, I just think that there's weird parallels that can happen between the two. There you go. 
final question for you guys. And it's a mailbag question from Ryan to Jeff. Yeah, oh, before I answer mine, because I've got I've got my answers written up, but I'm going to hit you with a few real quick, kind of kind of quickly, right. and see what you want to think. Um, so I did say that I asked for some mailbag questions, which that tweet's still up. You can tweet at me. I said that you can give me a hockey question and a question about anything. Jeff, I don't know how if you're going to be able to answer me like your best, your top three rappers from like the '90s and 2000s. Yeah, but probably not. Yeah, that's you. We just talked about you going to Vineyard Vine, so I'm going to go ahead and skip that one. Um, <laughs> Um, okay, quick uh, quick answer. Don't think too much. By the end of the season, who do you think has a breakout season or slash is the offensive MB- MVP not including Philip Forsberg? Ooh. Uh, I'm scanning through the forward group. Uh, I mean, I think... I want to say Luke Evangelista, but I, I have a weird feeling that he's not going to be as good as a lot of people think he will be next year. Hmm. Um, other than Philip Forsberg... Let's see, haven't said my answer, but I'm not going to say it until that comes out. Well, it's weird because there's I'm thinking of, everybody's gone. There's no Matthew Shane. There's no Ryan Johansson. There's no, it's no Gus Night. Gus Nyquist isn't going to have that. Ryan O'Reilly's not going to have that. Uh, Phil Tomasino. I'm going. I'm going okay. for it. Okay, I'm going I like for that. It. That's a good answer. That's a good answer. Okay. Um, does Soros get traded before the end of the season? No. Okay. Uh, the follow up to that was is uh, is is house cats is, is are they a real person? Uh, to my knowledge, yes. But there's but there's there. I have I have insider information. I have, I have my up. doubts. I yeah. have my doubts, but I I think he is. I still I I, I told him I told him this. I still think he is the premier Nashville Twitter hockey poster. Yes, uh, oh, I think 100%. by far. So yeah. Yeah. Um, Okay, I think one of these questions were one that, that Chase asked, so I'm going to skip that one just on what's the next move. Um, let's see here. Which young player will be the odd man out and most likely find himself in Milwaukee at the start of the season? Uh, Igor Afanasyev. Yeah, I think that's... Again, we love you, Igor. Like, I know. You're our yeah, boy. I hate to say it. like because It sucks because he could be... That's why I don't understand the Gurionov signing is because he could be that. Yeah. Like, or well, I mean, I, I get it. Gurionov's Gurionov's a good player. I, I, I mean, he's okay. He he scored twenty goals once, but like, I, I just, I think Igor could be a very, you know, solid NHL player at this point in his career, and he's just hasn't really gotten the shot yet. Okay, last one. This is a question that I have. Um, this is something that bothered me for a full week. So, I couldn't figure out when I saw Ryan O'Reilly give his press conference who he reminded me of as like a famous person he reminded me of. And the first thing I got was like, and it's not the right answer, but I said he has like, he kind of looks like an older James Vanderbeek a little bit. Mm-hmm. But then I had somebody tell me it's like a mix of him and Bradley Cooper. And that makes more sense to me. Yeah. Who does he remind you of? Because it still bothers me. And it's like, I think, I feel like it's somebody that's like right there. And I'm going to be like, oh, when I see it, but I can't figure it out. Who does he remind me of? Oh, I don't know. Bradley Cooper's a good answer. Okay. Like, I, good. I, I, I like that one. I think, you know. I'm trying to think. I don't know. Like Rocket Raccoon Bradley Cooper, right? Yeah. <laughs> Popping his tooth he's, out and I stuff. Mean, he's, a, he's a little bit Chris Evans-ish. Not not a ton, but I can kind of see it. The so smile. Is, I think the smile is kind of what gets me. So not the, with, so, with, the, with the teeth in, not the... Yeah, so he's Dawson and then two two of the Avengers. So, all right. Yeah, yeah. That's not, hey, that's <laughs> not bad. That's not bad. I can I, I would take those comparisons any day. Yeah. 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 I, uh, yeah. 
Well, that's that's what I got. I can't spoil the rest of them because you got good answers, though, and I will address them and, if necessary, roast them in my article now that I've got your answers first. All right, yeah. Yeah, but... By um, all means. Chase, actually, I don't want to leave you out. We're almost done. Give me your three top your top three rappers all time, just for <laughs> you personally. You don't have to be skill-based or like your actual thing, just your your favorite three. Are we doing... Oh, we I could do favorite rappers of all time. Yeah, but... I no, this is our host. We got to take care of him. You, you get the. No, I know, ones. but I'm just saying. I could. I could have done that. Right, go ahead, Chase. Go ahead, Chase. Outcast. I'm combining because I could put on like it's Andre and Big Boy. Like you can't have one without the other to me. So I'm gonna cheat a little bit and say Outcast. I was at their last concert ever at last in Centennial Park back in what 2015, which was mm-hmm. an awesome, awesome show. I so I'd save them first. At like 11 p.m. when uh, you're waiting and then bombs over bag, the, the lights start flashing and you just hear the beginning part of that song and they come out. It's just one of the all-time best uh, best modes. So I would definitely lean outcast. Um, I like a lot of old big crit I really liked. Um, so <laughs> nice. I, really, I really like him. Jeez. Yeah. Um, he's really good. And then still probably just based on my all-time history like what i've listened to he's probably got to be in there but still probably lupe fiasco is probably somewhere like i just have my catalog for him and i've probably listened to the cool an insane amount of time in my life so i would probably say those are my top three chase my boy like <laughs> not answers i was expecting like i would have i could have i could have guessed maybe you would say outcast i mean you mm. know, yeah yeah i could have guessed but big crit like yeah <laughs> I am oh man. Hometown hero is a jam. It really is. Yeah. Um. I'm gonna make sure just because of that. Wow. Uh. Everybody. Could have bought my way to heaven, but I blew it on my neck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> make sure y'all are subscribed to the Chase Thomas <laughs> podcast. You can find shows every day of the week. Multiple got a brand new website. He had two uh, expert graphic designers helping with his new graphics right. uh, <laughs> this last week to make sure that uh, everything popped. But uh. Now that I know that Chase also has excellent taste in music, I mean, yeah, actually, I really mean it this time. You should watch the Preds Power Hour more often now. No. Yeah, <laughs> no, but it's that. I'm really, I'm, I'm very happy. You've made me very happy this day, Chase. I hey. never thought I'd hear you say the words "big crit," and that's very makes me very happy. Yeah, some, some, some stack that cheese, mother, sister, cousin, stack that cheese. <laughs> Couldn't think of nothing. Stack that cheese. <laughs> Tip hop saved my life, Lupe Fiasco. There you go, folks. Um, Jeff, where can the good folks check out uh, your work this week? Flames Nation, Renegades of Puck. What uh, can the good folks check out from you there? Uh, yeah, so we got uh, Pinstripe Alley, a little baseball happening. Trade deadline's coming up. Read about Juan Soto. And also have um, another trade target post coming out uh, soon. And then for Flames Nation, just kind of doing off-season stuff, uh, analyzing an interview that Michael Backlund had with a Swedish journalist uh, and kind of going into what he talked about there, talked about Daryl Sutter, talked about uh, his future with the Flames and whether or not he's going to come back and what is kind of factoring into that decision, uh, including Ryan Huska. And Hmm. uh, another one on kind of his feelings about Jonathan Huberdeau's season last year. Um, also an interview that Nazem Kadri did that, uh, talked about kind of how excited he is to be in Calgary and how excited he has, he is to have had this off season to kind of rejuvenate and, you know, 
have things kind of change over and stuff like that. Um, and some other stuff in the works that I can't talk about just yet, but why yeah. not? Ugh. I can't, I can't, I can't, I gotta, um, I want to get it official yet. Okay. okay. I want to get it official and then I'll talk about it. Big things coming for Jeff. Big things coming. Yeah. There you go. Brian, what about you and the team over at on the this week? I am, I am hopefully we'll have this mail back mailbag out on Monday. Um, I've got a couple other things that have been going on, but I'm, I'm kind of enjoying having an off season now mm. a little bit. Um, you know, I'm looking, I'm just, I'm looking forward to seeing what happens in the next week or so, because I don't know, I can't tell if this is going to be a week where absolutely nothing happens or Nashville does a bunch of stuff. It's mm. always a, a, a toss up. Um, I like the direction they're going. I see a lot of the cool things surrounding the area. I think they just opened the arena, um, the new arena that they, they built the, uh, Oh shoot! The new ice rink, uh, oh, Ford Ice, at, in like Clarksville or whatever. Clarksville, that's cool. Yeah. Um, you know, you had the you had the announcement with with TSU and the agreement that with that, which is so cool. Um, you know, TSU is going to be the first uh, HBCU to have a uh, to have a hockey program, and they're wanting to move and get to to D one, which is awesome. I think that's going to be a really cool thing, and I'm really happy that the Predators are involved with that. Um, the Predators as an organization have come a long way in the in the long in the short time that I've I've covered this team and. You know, it's been it's been really great to not see them on the wrong side of a lot of these types of things. And uh, credit to them and the organization. Just it's been it, it's been nice. And there's not, they've been doing things and you know being supportive of, of things. We saw Roman Yossi, you know, downtown at Pride last month. It's just it's nice. It's nice to see that the people getting out there, helping with community outreach, things like that. Especially when you know you help when you help help out with an organization like with what TSU is trying to do and that you know it it shows how important having the support of like the NHL or an NHL team when they don't they're not obligated to support you but it you know you look at what's happened to the PHF and what's happened there and you know the NHL talking about how they weren't going to step in to help unless there was just one league and they've never done anything like that and you see that now all of a sudden there are six PHF teams that just cease to exist and you know it's it's hard to do that and it's you know, that's why things like the predators supporting tsu and what they're doing with hockey is so important because everybody needs help nashville needed help for a long time to become the organization that they are now at from coming from an expansion team and it's important that you are supporting hockey at all levels no matter who's playing it and i'm very happy to see that nashville has done that to do something truly historic with what tennessee state's doing so there you go Brian Baston, Jeff Middleton, always a pleasure, and I will talk to y'all next week. See ya. Nicely done, nephew. Chase Thomas Podcast. Hell yeah. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. 
Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.